Let's look at the Bhagavad Gita, chapter number 13, text number 29. We're celebrating the Divine Disappearance Day of Srila Gorkishore Das Babaji Maharaj. This is November twenty, November twenty fifth. Shri Gorkishore Das Babaji Maharaj Gallery. Just for a second, it was spiritual master Shri Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and Namo. Gorakishoraya Sakshad Vairagya Murte Vipralambara Sambode Padambu Jayate Namaha. And his in, in his Pranam mantra we hear about how he's the incarnation of Vairagya. The, the devotees of the Lord are really Vairagis, especially Gorkishore Das Babaji Maharaj, and because they have a higher taste. There is no renunciation without a higher taste. And Gorkishore Das Babaji Maharaj ate very, very little. Sometimes it's said in his biography that when he didn't have time to beg, he would just take a little Ganges mud and some Ganga water and mix it together and he'd eat that. And he wasn't interested in any fame. Fame is something that uh, most conditioned souls are eager to have be noted get some notoriety but he he wasn't interested and he would chant in places where he would be out of the public view although people would seek him out so he repaired to latrines that were odiferous and therefore kept a lot of people away but he would stay there to uh, be in solitude and chant it's said that Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur approached him interesting to note the difference in education Gorkishore Das Babaji Maharaj was illiterate Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur was arguably, arguably one of the greatest scholars of the world when when he approached Srila Gorkishore Das Babaji Maharaj Srila Bhakti Siddhanta although uh, he came very humbly Gorkishore uh, upon being asked by him to become his guru he said oh, I don't know I'll ask Lord Chaitanya You come back. He left and came back some time later, some days later. Did you ask Lord Chaitanya? I forgot to ask him. He was very reluctant, seemingly, to take on a disciple by the recommendation of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur. He accepted 
Srila Bhakti Siddhanta, Prabhupada mentioned several times about the extremes that Gorkishore, that Srila Bhakti Siddhanta, his spiritual master, went to to get accepted. He performed some severe austerities, became very thin, and was reminded of Ramanuja, who approached his guru 18 times before he accepted him as a disciple. And, and in the biography, it's mentioned how Gorkishore reminded him, his new disciple, there's no qualification from ac academia, from studies, from coming from a wealthy family, any of these things. The only qualification is your sincerity. And once nearby where Gorkishore Das Babaji Maharaj was doing his bhajan, A performer came and did uh, seven days of Bhagavat reading and big crowds. They had some kirtan. But afterwards, Gorkishore Das Babaji Maharaj said, take the, the earth from that place and put it in the Ganga and sprinkle Ganga water everywhere. They said, how could, how could it be contaminated? They just did Bhagavat and chanted the holy names. He said, I did not hear any holy names or Bhagavad. I heard rupee, rupee, rupee. And this is the teaching Sanatana Goswami gave also that Vaishnava Mukundgirnam Putam Harikatam Ritam Shravananaiva Kartavyam Sarpochista Yatapaya. It's the quality of the chanting that is potent. If it's chanted by somebody that has some material motive, then the potency is less. If it's chanted by somebody whose motive is wrong, then it's actually, he gives the example, it's like milk touched by the lips of a serpent. It becomes not only not effective, but also harmful. So in our line of the Godia, Madhva Godia Sampradaya, the Great teachers highlighted by the list of our Shikshuk Prampara are pure devotees whose motive is fixed on pure devotional service. It's uh, Vairagya is not an unreasonable uh, point. It's actually reality because we have nothing to do with this world and somehow whether I've dressed myself up as a in a particular way <clears throat> and pretending to act out a, all kinds of different uh, relationships here that are very temporary. And the call that we get from the Shastra that uh, stay oriented towards the spiritual world and their, your spiritual relationship to the normal ear this sounds outrageous what this is my home this is my relationship but it's punctuated by tears that come from the instability we find in this world so 
we can look to great saints like Srila Gorky Shorvatas Babaji Maharaj, who are so utterly fixed in the process of pure devotional service. He chanted all day. And partly to see the qualification for bhakti is really our sincerity and our enthusiasm. And that if you're simple and you take the simple path, the full effects of the process of bhakti will manifest. And if, if there's any kind of um, misunderstanding about the ultimate goal of life, if one doesn't know the siddhanta, then it's, there's no shelter in this world or in the next one will slip from the position. So we offer our thousands of obeisances to Srila Gorky Shordas Babaji Maharaj, whose uh, vibration, the pure vibration, is passed down through our parampara. And anyone who takes shelter of that, the mood and method given by our acharyas will be successful in the practice of devotional service. I read today in the Tenth canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam. In this purport, Prabhupada says, We have described several times that there are two kinds of Krishna Kata represented by Bhagavad Gita, spoken personally by Krishna about himself, and Srimad Bhagavatam, spoken by Shukadeva Goswami about the glories of Krishna. Anyone who becomes even slightly interested in Krishna Kata is liberated. I underline that slightly. I thought you'd like it. I'll read it again. Anyone who becomes even slightly interested in Krishna Kata is liberated. So take it to heart. If you're slightly liberated, you're doing good. And if you can cultivate and organize your life, cultivate this process of hearing chanting and organize your life in such a way that you become more and more interested, then not only be liberated, you'll know you're liberated because when you're living in that vibration and you've, you're cultivating it, then all good qualities and facilities for advancing further come naturally without extra endeavor. Bhakti is not difficult. It's, well, it's simple. And if we follow that simple path, especially becoming more and more interested in hearing Krishna Kata, then everything will come from that. It all starts with this process of hearing. So let's hear a little bit from the Bhagavad Gita. I'm, I'm continuing the 13th chapter, 29th verse. And Lord Krishna says, Samam pasyan hisarvatra samavastitam ishvaram nahinastya manam tato yati puram gatim Sama means equally. Pashyan, seeing, he certainly, Sarvatra, everywhere. Samavastitam, equally situated, Ishvaram, the super soul. Na does not, Hinasti, degrade, Atmana, 
by the mind, atmanam, the soul, tata, then, yati, reaches, param, the transcendental, gatim, destination. So compact, these verses from Bhagavad Gita. You can see all the basic principles in this verse that Krishna is teaching throughout the Bhagavad Gita. So then he says, one who sees the super soul equally present everywhere in every living being does not degrade himself by his mind. Thus he approaches the transcendental destination. I'll read it one more time. One who sees the super soul equally present everywhere in every living being does not degrade himself by his mind. Thus he approaches the transcendental destination. Purport the living entity by accepting his material existence has become situated differently than in his spiritual existence. Profound. I'm going to read that one more time. The living entity by accepting his material existence has become situated differently than in his spiritual existence. So if you look at the word accepted, it's somehow, yeah, I'll take it. So the beginning of bhakti, don't accept it. Understand that you don't have to accept it. There is a another process, another way to use one's senses. You don't have to accept the status quo. It's all... It's all a mental concoction anyway, the status quo in the world, the social processes and interactions and philosophies and all sorts of things. And uh, this uh, verse is reminiscent of the Sri Shapanishad, isn't it? That anyadevahur sambhavad, anyarahur sambhavad. One result is attained by worshiping the supreme cause of all causes and another result is attained by worshiping that which is not supreme that's the sum and substance so you have to know the difference but if one understands that the supreme is situated in his paramatma manifestation everywhere that is if one can see the presence of the supreme personality of god in every living thing he does not degrade himself by a destructive mentality and he therefore gradually advances to the spiritual world the mind is generally addicted to sense gratifying processes but when the mind returns to the super soul one becomes advanced in spiritual understanding so how does one see the paramatma everywhere First by anupashiti. This is the process of following the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita and the, the Shastras that describe how the super soul is situated everywhere. And although one may not have the vision to see Paramatma immediately, the system Anupashiti means to systematically see the super soul by understanding through the Shastra and interacting uh, with the world and with others 
with that basic understanding of seeing beyond just the external frame that's being animated by the body, uh, by the soul, and the super soul who's enacting everything. If one becomes aware of the of Krishna's presence in everything and in every body, the Sri Shapanishad says uh, he never hates anything or any being. Yastu sarvani bhutani yatmai vad bhutvijana there's no lamentation and there's uh, there's no uh, sorrow yasmin sarvani bhutani atmai vad budvijanata tatra ko mohakashoka ekatvam anupashataha excuse me um yeah yasmin sarvani bhutani atmai vad budvijanata tatra ko mohakashoka so the question is asked, where is the lamentation? And, and where, how will you get contaminated? You, you won't if you remember that a Krishna is behind everything. So the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Kaviraj Goswami says, difficult things become easy if you remember Lord Chaitanya, and easy things become diff difficult if you forget him. And the only difficulty Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur said, or the only shortage, that is, is a shortage of Krishna consciousness. Actually, there's no problem at any time. But when I become absorbed in the mind and I forget who I am, then there's great difficulty. And that fear arises. Especially, there's a, a sense in the material atmosphere that we're in now that I could be vanquished at any time. Uh, whatever I have, it can be taken at any time. And it is a daunting experience to be connected to that thought process all the time. But if, if I understand that I'm permanent, there's no diminution of the soul whatsoever at any time. There's only a relocation from one place to the next, then there's no more difficulty for such a person. And uh, remembering also uh, the super soul means to remember three things very clearly. One is that I'm not the controller. Because Krishna is the one controlling everything. And recently I sent around a excerpt from one of Prabhupada's talks in which he mentions that don't become too absorbed in the goings-on in the material world because, uh, first of all, there's nothing you can do about it anyway. Uh, all the results are going to come out for everybody according to their activities in the material world. It will come judiciously by the arrangement of the material nature. And Krishna can bypass all that for those who just meditate on him. That's why he says in the Gita, I'll take care of you. Don't worry if you move your attention away from all the manipulation of the material world and think about service to me. I'll take care of you. And then he says, uh, remember that I'm the one who can accept all of your services. 
So it's hard to find anybody who actually appreciates us here in this world because you might work for somebody for a long time and then, you know, due to some little quirk, then they'll just drop you and say, uh, nah, you blew it or we don't need you anymore. You know, Kripanas, those who don't have the benefit of a completely expanded heart, who are Mahatmas, great souls, their hearts are so big, they're full of compassion. They have a really hard time appreciating others. There's, there's, a, there's envy throughout the world. And therefore, you know, whatever accomplishments you do make, if you try to show them to somebody, they may just become more envious. How will they appreciate what you do and what your achievements are? You can get a big house on the hill and you can get lots of money and then you show and maybe even, you know, your parents could become envious. It's like, why you, you don't deserve that? People all the time, they become envious. And so if you try to please <laughs> the masters, the bad senses, the senses which are never satisfied or other people in the world, they don't, even though they will be made, maybe well-meaning, not that everybody's just, uh, you know, doesn't have a good molecule in their body, but it, their capacity is lacking. But Krishna doesn't lack capacity to appreciate what you do for him. That's why he says in the Gita, Bhuktaram yagya tapasam sarvaloka maheshvaram suridam sarvabhutanam gyatvam am shantim He said, if you want to be peaceful, think like this. Think that if... I give to Krishna, then he'll appreciate it. He really appreciates everything, even the smallest endeavor, he says in the Gita, that you make for him, he appreciates. What to speak of, you just give your whole life, you know, the more you can uh, divert your attention, is like, I'll just give it to Krishna. First of all, when you give food to the stomach, sorry, bring this up on Akadashi, but when you give food to a stomach, then it automatically distributes to all the rest of the body. You don't have to worry about it so much. And similarly, when you give to Krishna, then everybody becomes naturally satisfied because he knows how to distribute it perfectly. Let him take care of it. And not only that, he says, yet Kodashi Adashna she has Johusi Dadasi yet. Whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever you offer, give away, do as an offering unto me. Why? Because he knows exactly what to do with it, how to process it. And so whatever position you're in, if you give it to Krishna, then he'll not only appreciate it, but he'll know how to take the item and then distribute it properly to, to wherever it's supposed to go. And it'll, it'll be properly situated. That's why you see devotees are so happy. The more the devotees give their attention, their love, their resources to Krishna, they become naturally satisfied. That's why when we have those countdowns and everyone keeps throwing in more and more Lakshmi into the, into the fire, it's like, yeah, throw it in there. You, know, you see everyone gets joyful. Nobody says, you know, I want to go home now. Uh, I'm tired of this. He's like, yeah, let's do it some more. This feels good <laughs> to give the Krishna. Uh, and, and that's a, a, a remembering the super soul. He's the Yagyapati. He's there within the heart. So he's the enjoyer. And, and it's not that you don't enjoy by giving to the enjoyer. That's how you enjoy because we're part of the enjoyer. We're 
uh, part and parcel in our job is to feed him. The more you feed Krishna, and it's like, here, try just, he's saying, just try to give me stuff. I'll take care of it for you. I'll, I'll, I'll handle it. Don't try to handle it yourself. It's radioactive. This, all the things in the material world. In fact, I wrote in my notebook I saw the other day from a long time ago. Everything belongs to Krishna. And the faster you can give it back to him, the better you'll feel. <laughs> it already belongs to him. The only reason I feel uh, out of place and out of sorts and overwhelmed because I'm thinking this is all my stuff. I have to manage it. But if you transfer it, there's it's not that you don't have engagement. Uh, you can manage uh, so many different categories of energy, but just keep them flowing in the right direction. You know, it's so powerful to see sadhus and they have resources, but they're giving it to Krishna. It's, non it's not just non-reactive, but it's beautiful. And you see that they actually grow, they, their hearts, they have so such a reservoir of resource, not just material, but also their hearts become bigger by, by giving. So remembering that the super souls are within everyone's heart and performing our duties for him and worshiping him within the heart of others by giving. This is one of the principles of the Bhagavatam. Tapyante lukatapena sarva prayasojana parama aradhanam tadis purushasyakilatmana. This happens when Lord Shiva agrees to drink the ocean of poison. Parvati said, she, you know, she nodded. Yeah, go ahead. She knew how powerful her husband was, was and could handle it. And all the devas and, the, and all the dhanavas, they all came there. You know, in anxiety, the whole universe would be ruined, and he agreed to drink the poison to save everybody in the world. And Shukadeva Goswami said, that's a Vaishnav. And a person who uh, tries to please the Lord within everyone's heart by doing good for others, that person is doing parama aradhanam, the high service, the supreme kind of service. So... Um, also, just remembering Krishna owns everything. He's the enjoyer. You can give to him. He'll know what to do with it. Don't worry. He won't drop it. He won't misuse it. It won't get neglected. He can use and digest everything. And also, finally, the super soul, he says, Suridam Sarvabhutanam, he's the best friend. You know, there are different kinds of friends in the world. The ones that stick with you, even when you mess up. I mean, you see in politics, everyone's watching which way the wind blows and then like, yeah, I'm with him. I'm with, no, I'm not with him. <laughs> everyone's ready to drop everyone as fast as they can according to their own self-interest. But it's really overwhelming when you meet somebody who just uh, sticks with you in all conditions and is always there for you. And that's Gajendra notices, notices that and says that of Krishna. I mean, who's the one who's there with you at the time of death and uh, goes with you to your next body, even though you make a bad choice, you, you, didn't, you didn't do your homework, you get a bad next life, and Krishna will go there with you. And he's still there ready at every second to 
accept your offerings and to reciprocate in whatever way you want to reciprocate. He's he's the best friend. So Krishna says, remember me like that, that I'm the super soul. I'm the best friend within everyone's heart. It's amazing too when we when we have that vision and we're living our lives like that, it has an effect on other people. Because living entities are very sensitive. They can feel motive and they feel our, our intentions. And if our intentions are to serve Krishna, then actually people notice it. I, I This is something you can experiment with when you're uh, distributing books, as an example. I find this a good laboratory for practicing this. If you just go with goodness in your heart, you don't have a kind of fruit of mentality that I'm going to be the best and I'm going to be famous after this because of how how I'm doing. And you're just thinking that the super soul is within this person's heart. And I want to do the best service I can to the living entity there that and that will noticeably please the super soul within the heart. And I'm detached. Oh boy, what a powerful energy that creates. I remember once I was in I was in Toronto. We were going door to door. I love Toronto in the winter because, well, of course, it's freezing outside. You got to bring a lot of extra clothes and the right ones so you don't freeze your fingers off. But then uh, we go inside these huge apartment buildings and they're built for cold weather. So maybe there's like 15, 20, 40 floors and um, we go in there so-called security buildings. Anyway, I'm not going to give away all the secrets how to get in there, unless you ask me. But um, you go in, and we just start on the top floor and uh, start working our way down and talk to everybody in the building. But I remember once I was talking to this man, and he he seemed, uh, it's very rare, but he seemed slightly out of sorts when he opened the door. And... Um, However, he agreed to take the book, and uh, I told him that uh, we didn't require a donation, but if he gave something, it would benefit him. And so he said he didn't want to give anything. And I said, and I, t- I really felt it in my heart that, um, you know, I wasn't attached, and 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 I I was feeling goodwill towards him, and I was really thinking, you know, just we're here on a really auspicious mission and there was no residue in the air from me feeling resentful or uh, it was somehow Krishna's mercy because of the association I was in. So anyway, he closed the door. I said, no, please keep it anyway. Um, It's not necessary. And then a couple minutes later, I heard somebody running down the hallway and he wanted to give a donation, and he did. And um, I, in in those types of instances, I notice what is the psychology of uh, living beings in the world. They're so used to being exploited, or and it's tit for tat, but they can actually feel it. That if you don't have a if you don't have a motive except for their uh, what's good for them. And that you're tuned in with the super soul because you're following the direction, for instance, of Lord Chaitanya. Just try to go everywhere and teach everybody about Krishna consciousness. 
you know, there's no sense of fear in your heart or that uh, you have to get something in return necessarily uh, or fame or anything like that. It, then isn't it amazing that people feel that? And then it, it opens up their heart and they want to give more. That's what the Krishna conscious movement is. It's the it's that open-hearted feeling that we're serving Krishna. He's there within everyone's heart. And uh, you're you're never out of connection with Krishna when you're thinking of how to serve him within the heart of every living being. And it's the best kind of service, Krishna says. When you teach other people, you, you try to engage them in the service of the super soul who's within everyone's heart by, by reminding them through the sound vibration, by on, on the behalf of the Yajnapati, taking a donation or you know, an appreciation or anything like that. You can take that. And I mean, even the slightest interest, Krishna accepts that. It registers and it's permanent. Neha bhikramanashosti pratyavayanabhidite solpamapyasyadharmasya trayate mahatobhayat. So just those are a few opening comments, but let me just read the purport one more time to see if any of those aligned with what's actually here. Prabhupada writes, the living entity by accepting his material existence has become situated differently than in his spiritual existence. But if one understands that the super soul is situated in his paramatma manifestation everywhere, that is, if one can see the presence of the Supreme Personality of God in every living thing, he does not degrade himself by a destructive mentality. And he therefore gradually advances to the spiritual world. The mind is generally addicted to sense gratifying processes, but when the mind turns to the supersoul, one becomes advanced in spiritual understanding. It's so straightforward and sweet, isn't it? And it does, um, it does solve the worldly problems because the worldly problems are, are caused by forgetting Krishna. I think there's some other interest besides serving Krishna in everyone's heart. But if I'm focused on that, there's no other interest I have except serving Krishna in the heart. And where's there a problem then? That's what the Sri Yashapanishad said. What's your problem, man? <laughs> how, how are you ever going to feel lamentation if that's what you're into? So what are you into? I'm just into serving the super soul. How can I do some more service? Uh, so how are you going to feel lamentation? And also, how are you going to be touched by any uh, any dirt from the material world? That all comes from the wrong mentality. I'm situated differently. I forget the super soul, and you you can forget everything. There's not, nothing that you can't uh, do or consume. Hold on, let me show you a verse here. Tenth canto, um, yeah, tenth canto, 14th chapter. What is, what is there that one cannot forget? Mukhar Bindi, you know the verse I'm thinking of? What is there that one cannot? Ha! I turned right to it. Give me a break. See? Super soul. It says right here, <clears throat> Kim Kim Na Vismar 
Marantiha Maya Mohit Chetasa Yan Mohitam Jagatsarvam Abhikshnam Vismritatmakam Yeah, when I was in Kartik one year with uh, Tushya Krishna Prabhu and uh, Param, and uh, we were living up on the roof there, we chanted this chapter 14 every single day for Kartik. It is just the most important chapter besides divinity and divine service to memorize. Try to memorize this. I'm a little rusty on it myself, but I think if we go back to it, some of the devotees here at ISV have memorized it, right? Right? Siddhikata and his group of pundits, I think they figured they, they got they got this chapter. Here's the here's a translation. What indeed is not forgotten by those whose minds are bewildered by the Lord's illusory potency. By that power of Maya, this entire universe remains in perpetual bewilderment and in this atmosphere of forgetfulness, no one can understand his own identity. What indeed is not forgotten by those whose minds are bewildered by the Lord's illusory potency, by that by that power of Maya, this entire universe remains in perpetual bewilderment and in this atmosphere of forgetfulness, no one can understand his own identity. Purport. It is clearly stated here that the entire universe is bewildered. Thus, even great demigods like Indra and Brahma are not exempt from the principle of forgetfulness. Since Lord Krishna exercised his internal illusory potency over his cowherd boyfriends and calves, it is not at all astonishing that for one year they could not remember their position. Indeed, by the Lord's external illusory potency, the conditioned souls forget their existence not only for, not only for one year, but for many billions and billions of years as they transmigrate throughout the kingdom of ignorance called the material world. And the, the verse again says, one who sees the super soul equally present everywhere in every living being does not degrade himself by his mind. Thus, he approaches the transcendental destination. So the implication is here, don't degrade yourself by your mind. Become Krishna conscious. And it's not that difficult because Krishna is actually everywhere. And it's, it's a natural fit. Uh, we serve and Krishna accepts our service. And that's satisfying. Nobody else can accept our service so completely than Krishna or Krishna's representatives. Okay, let's just see if there's a few thoughts. There's a bunch of them coming in here on the board. What, what form we get when we get a spiritual body? Does it look different, the same appearance we have in our current life? It's very rare that people go to, back to God in their self-same body, although there are some. But even Gopal Kumar, his body transformed before he went back to Godhead. Uh, our, our current frames are not representative of our um, <laughs> spiritual body. It's just a, a random mix, computer fabrication, of, of made up of the modalities that we have now, our spiritual body will be quite different. Bhakti Rafaela, 
Is it that we are here only in consciousness due to the mind while we are meanwhile sleeping in our original position in the spiritual world? And this nearly stops as much as we come back to Krishna consciousness and how can we be and how can be that chanting sometimes when chanting becomes deeper, more intense, sometimes one or the mind allows it and sometimes probably the mind refrains even if one is tasting the chanting. The mind's very powerful. So it's like a wild animal. People all stop to get some wild animal because they think it's cute and then later on it just eats them. That's funny. I mean, it happens all the time. Yeah, he's really cute. Yeah, right. Comes out at night, kills the whole family. So the mind's like that. You got to understand that the mind is, uh, it's like a wild animal. You got to be careful. Yogis are always careful of the mind. They never say, oh yeah, it's okay. They're, they're cautious. You have to be cautious. Krishna consciousness and there is a demarcation between the material and spiritual world. There's the Viraja river. There is a, there is a difference. And Krishna says, prastasma tu babalanyo vyakto vyaktat sanatana yaksak sarveshu bhuteshu nashyatsu navinashati. When the part down here is destroyed, that other part isn't destroyed. And so there's a way in which uh, when one becomes spiritually advanced in this lifetime, we uh, can also have a connection to the spiritual world. As Mahaprabhu described it, the devotional creeper grows through the universe and up through the viraja and into the spiritual world. And even as we're here in this world, we can have a connection there. But when Krishna, um, when we leave this, when we leave this body in Krishna consciousness, which by the way, is the purpose Ante Narayana Smriti, the purpose of this life, wait for it, here it comes, is to remember Krishna at the end of life. And so you should have that on the top of your priority list, because if you don't, you're going to, um, I don't know, you might miss the mark, because you never, you don't hit a target that you don't put up, really. So we have to remember, I mean, Krishna conscious people seem a little extreme sometimes to people. Because like, what about, you know, enjoying the world and stuff? Well, first of all, when's the, when's the enjoyment actually going to start? <laughs> Doesn't seem really likely nowadays, especially. And um, and the other other point is that the, what the, what is the use? Krishna makes this point in the Gita. He said, what is the use of your enjoyment if it's over at some point? Don't you hate that? I mean, when you know it's going to be over, I mean, that's the worst part of it. In fact, he writes that in 11th Canto. To, he's speaking to Uddhava confidentially, and he says, what's with these living entities? He said, can you imagine trying to enjoy while you're standing in line for the slaughterhouse? Krishna says this. Can you imagine that? Trying to enjoy when you're standing in line for the slaughterhouse? It's horrible. I mean, it's frightening, isn't it? Even to say that. So, Ante Narayana Smriti, we should be focused on the ultimate goal. And when you when you are uh, able to fix your mind in Krishna consciousness, even at the time of death, young, young, vapi, smanan, bhavam, Krishna, whatever you're thinking of, you know, you're, you're creative and you're going to create your own future. So be careful how you do, how you deal with, with the energy here in the material world, living entity, you're powerful. 
be aware of the fact that uh, you're, the way you're moving about has a consequence. Everything you do has a consequence. So be careful. That's why he put out the Gita to tell us, hey, over here, by the way, listen, you got to be careful, little Jiva. You're powerful. You're a different energy and you're, you're creating your own situation. Don't you want something better? Here it is over here. Try it. So when we leave the material body uh, and we've, we've uh, developed a sentiment for Krishna, we're thinking of Krishna, we're tuned to the higher vibration that comes from the spiritual world. Tadvagvisargo janataga viplavo yasmin pratishlokam avadyavatyapi namanyanantasya shonkitani at shrinvanti gayanti grananti sadava. Narada says to, to Vyasadeva, get, get this vibration out there to the people. It, it'll, it'll help them to remember at the time of death and be able to tran transcend this material world. It's a different vibration altogether. So we should be trying for that to develop that uh, resonance with the spiritual sound vibration. And that will naturally reform the the mind it's the 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 mind lord chaitanya mahaprabhu said is like a mirror it has to be cleansed cheto dharpana marginam and the spiritual sound vibration shrinvatam swakata krishna punya shravana kirtana hridyan taksto hibhadrani vidunoti suritsatam it is effectively cleansed by the help of krishna through hearing so if we do that, then uh, we can transfer ourselves from the material world to the spiritual world by the power of the sound vibration. And um, although we're sleeping, there is, you know, this idea of uh, the metaphor is given in the Vedas that we're sleeping in, in ignorance, but uh, we're in a far-flung place. But when we awaken by the power of the spiritual vibration, then we come uh, not only to uh, our full consciousness, but that carries us to higher regions like Ombur Bhuvaswa. These are regions of the universe that are characterized by their sound vibration and the intentionality of the people uh, of the living entities that are there. The they are progressively uh, more focused on spiritual knowledge and on Krishna. But the spiritual world, that is unfettered uh, engagement for the living entity in, in pure devotional service. So when we wake up, um, then we realize that although it doesn't matter where we are, Narayana Paraksarve Nakutashana Bibiti Swarga Pavarga Narakeshu Apitulyarta Darshina. It's equal to the devotee because the devotee isn't defined by his or her environment because the consciousness is, is what's uh, the essential matter, the essential point that uh, determines where we are really. But there, but there are regions and there is a material region. And, and when we awaken from that sleeping, then there are better places for us. This was intuited by Uttara. Uttara, when she asked Prikshit Maharaj, you know this in the Brihat Bhagavatamrita, she intuits that there are 
living entities with different grades of consciousness. Some of them are so utterly uh, absorbed in Krishna consciousness, she said, there must be a different region for them. Mustn't there? And then Parikshit Maharaj answers that question by speaking the abbreviated form of the uh, Bhagavatam and describing how the highest region, Goloka Namni, Nijadamni, Tale, Tatasya Devi, Mahesha, Haridama, Suteshu, Teshu, Te Te Prabhava, Nijaya, Vihitascha, Yena, Govindamani, Purusham, Tamahambajami is Goloka Vrindavan. I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? You go past the material world to, through Maheshtam, then you come into the, you know, the, the, the spiritual Vaikuntha planets. Uh, every one of them is uh, larger than the material world, and they're always expanding. And then if you take all of the Vaikuntha planets put together, it doesn't equal the size of Goloka Vrindavan, and it's always expanding. It's in the TLC. And, and you go through Vaikuntha, all the uh, Aishvarya is there from manifesting from Narayan and his devotees. And then you go all the way to Goloka Vrindavan, the pinnacle. And this is what Parikshit Maharaj was describing to his mother, the Briyat Bhagavatam, you get to the pinnacle. And you get there and there's just a little village. And there's a dairy farm. There you go. Topmost. Krishna, his little child with a stick in his hand and he's herding the cows and everyone's singing and dancing and they got, you know, simple village life. But it's overflowing with love. Shriya kanta kanta parama purusha kalpataravo describing how the surabi cows there they're so in love and so are all the other residents they're just dancing out of joy and the cows are giving unlimited milk cows give milk when they're when they love that they have that vatsalya ras and they just want to give and give and give and give everyone's giving all the time no taking you go to a class in economics and the first thing the textbook tells you this is about scarcity fighting over scarce resources <laughs> law of supply and demand comes from scarcity and how we're going to divide it up amongst ourselves honor among thieves that's the material world. Bunch of thieves trying to divide up the loot and just suffering. Honor among thieves probably said they steal it. They go meet in a garage somewhere and they say, okay, now you divide this up honestly right after they stole it. But that's not there in the spiritual world. Everyone's open-hearted because they already gave everything to Krishna. And all they want to do is give more love and Krishna wants to give back love. Let's just see if there's anything from the Zoom room. Here at Balaram, I skipped Balaram's question a couple weeks ago, and now I'm gonna go right to his. He said, what specifically, what specifically changes in our spiritual existence when we accept conditioned life? I've heard Srila Prabhupada say that only our eternity is diminished here, but is there more? 
what specifically changes in our spiritual existence when we accept conditioned life? Well, it, the consciousness changes. And I mean, you can experience it from the laboratory of the human body you have now, which is a, a little laboratory through which you can experiment with consciousness if you wish. And you can notice the difference of what happens when you forget Krishna and you look at Maya. Then Bhagavatam says, Bhayam dvitiya abhinibeshita syad. Sad means it arises. Immediately what arises is fear. Because you forget to serve Krishna and you forget that Krishna is your friend and you forget that Krishna is the only one who can really take properly and he's the controller of everything. And then he said, well, it must be me. I must be the enjoyer. And what changes is our orientation. And so apetasya means we're disoriented. We get turned the wrong direction and Viparya Yosmriti means we forget. We've forgotten who we are. And that's always uh, lamentable. So what we are is so wonderful that if we simply remember it and act, act uh, our, in our real constitutional position, Lord Chaitanya said, Jivera Swarupahoy Krishnana Nityadas. That's the first thing Sanatana Goswami says. Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> who am I? And Lord Chaitanya just answers him. He says, uh, You're a little jiva, Krishna Nityadas, and you're always a servant of Krishna. So what we've what we um what we lose is our memory of who we are. And it's a facilitation because we have, boy, this is getting esoteric, but you know, we have we have free will. And if we didn't then how could we love? How could we make a conscious choice? And this is the exciting part that you can notice this while you're chanting Hare Krishna in your japa. If you notice this, you're chanting good japa. You notice that, wow, I have free will and I can offer it to Krishna. If you're noticing that when you're saying Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare. And the thought comes into your mind, the impetus that, hey, I could just give everything to Krishna if I wanted to. Even if you think that, like start considering it, Krishna will just give you so much encouragement. Like, yes, keep going because that's, that's how to live in abundance, not in scarcity. That's the real thing. And that's what we've forgotten. Okay, Manjula Kanta has awakened to the question and answer period. Please go ahead. Um, today's class was very uh, a bit more challenging for me because I always find this concept of super soul very difficult to penetrate. Um, when 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 we think of ourselves as having super soul inside and we are um, more conscious of, of our own power and our ability to make choices, it's much easier. But when I'm interacting with people around me to recognize that the Lord is within each and every one of them and they're all jivas is so difficult. I see them with their tastes, their preferences, their likes, their shapes, their associations. I'm not able to see it the way the Shastra says it. So 10, 14, 44 was really helpful. when it said, well, oh. you won't be able to. It's really difficult. 10, 13, 44. Oh, 10, 14, 44 is what you read. The one uh, where you yeah. said, um, 
sure. How can you remember? Because Maya is so strong. You know, I, yeah, how can you remember? And this concept is, is, is not a small concept, Anupashati, to follow the scripture and try to see direct. As, listen what Krishna says in the 15th chapter of the Gita, where he says, Yatanto yoginas chainam pashyantyatman yavastitam, Yatanto pyakritatmano nainam chait, uh, what is the last line? Nainam something chaitasaha. So in this, in this uh, section, Krishna is talking about leaving the body and going to the next place. And he says here, Yatanto yoginas chainam, that the yogis get trained. They're not, their mind is trained uh, in, a, in, a, in the way to understand what's actually going on. We know, they understand there's a super soul. They understand that there's, uh, I'm, a, I'm not part of this uh, field. I'm just moving out of the field. And then he says, Yatanto yoginas chainam pashyantyat. Now I'm losing the verse. Um, he says, Tanto pyakritatmano, those who are not refined in this knowledge, they haven't refined themselves, they haven't learned it, they haven't trained their minds, uh, they get bewildered by the whole situation when they leave the when they leave this body. And so also what you said, you see other people's likes and dislikes. You can, if you know, there's an old saying, if all else fails, follow the directions. So just follow, follow what Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, uh, train your mind in that way. So, shotram, chakshu, sparshanam cha, rasanam, granam, evacha. The Krishna is laying it out in such a graphic way. He's saying, listen, everybody's got a nose, some eyes. I mean, why did you have get the eyes you've got? Because of previous karma. You created it through your consciousness and you got it. So when you look at other people, you can notice. I remember when I was a brahmachari and, and uh, you know, one of the brahmacharis said, you know, look, what's the difference between a, a male and a female? You just look, the, there's just a few little tweaks here and there. And I told you this before on a cartoon called Bugs Bunny. I remember the uh, person who was always chasing this rabbit. You guys know who Bugs Bunny is. So he was a cartoon rabbit and the Elmer Fudd chased after him. And the way he'd get away from him was He'd go behind a tree sometimes, and then he'd come back out, and he had red lips, and he was, he kind of looked more female, and uh, immediately Elmer Fudd would like become bewildered, and and uh, and give up the chase because he, he would, and so you know if you look at the material nature, analyze it the way Krishna is putting it out there in a sankhyesque way that okay just look at the parts there's a nose. You know, where'd you get the nose? What is it anyway? It's just an instrument and it's all put together through some computer program. And just like, there you go. That's what you get. That's what you created. Have at it, you know, <laughs> help yourself. And and so if you if you just follow those kinds of directives from the Shastra and look and look to see how the material nature is working in that way, it it uh, gives you uh, Shastra Chakshus, a special kind of vision. However, I understand what you're saying. It, it may be uh, also that you're appreciating Krishna's um, energy of bewilderment or the capacity to bewilder because then, boy, I forgot. But Brahma forgets, you know? I mean, it's, 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 that's the point of this verse and that was your point too, so thank you. Okay, 
anybody else from the Zoom room? Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Um, today's class had a lot to do with this reflection, this realization I had yesterday. Um, I was talking with my mom yesterday after dinner, and I was talking about how a lot of the time material existence is compared to this rat race that everyone's running in. And I, I realized that it's more accurate to call it more like a donkey race because it's like a, like a donkey carries a, a washerman's clothes through an entire field to get this little pile of grass at the end without realizing that he's walking through an entire field. The grass is everywhere. And I realized that because Krishna consciousness is so, it's so easy to tap into. It's so, it's sometimes it's so surprising that that's this, all this happiness was just there and that there's so much unnecessary work that's going on for some small meager amount of happiness. And, and that, um, what is it that ultimately, um, um, when, uh, when chanting, like, when, especially like for myself, sometimes it's such a relief to just chant your rounds. It's like a, it's kind of like a drug, <laughs> like everything will be going like wrong, I guess. And then if you just chant your rounds, everything gets better. So um, it's like a, it's like, it's, it just, it feels bad. Like I feel bad in a sense, because it feels like everyone is just running after something so insignificant after not understanding that, that they're actually being completely bewildered and not understanding that, that their situation is so temporary that they should take advantage of it. Sure. Well, first of all, you know, animal analogies are there in the Bhagavatam. When you hear Shaunaka is speaking at Naimashani, he says, samstata purusha purushu nayat karna pato peto jatu nama gadagraja. <laughs> he says, uh, people are hogs, dogs, camels, and asses. And of course, probably goes into detail about, you know, hog, indiscriminate eating, dogs, and, um, they can't live without a master, camels, they drink their own blood, chewing asses you just described and so forth. So that's there. The other thing is, the material world is, uh, you know, we have to walk through it with our uh, present body and mind that we have. Uh, you'll find, I mean, you, you've seen already that there are implications for coming out into the world. That's why, you know, Shukadeva Goswami took off immediately. So even as devotees, we still have to enact the various kinds of uh, relationships. We have, to, we have to embrace them to some degree. Uh, the relationships, the situations, the need for the, uh, the hierarchy of needs that you have to take care of, uh, even as you maintain the vision of Krishna consciousness, because we're not Shukadeva Goswami, and we won't run off to the forest. There is no forest left. I hate to break it to everybody, but he chopped it all down, and probably in the last term of his uh, office, Donald Trump will finish the last few trees if he can. Um, so uh, there's a way in which uh, Kali Yuga uh, is, you know, we, we are given a special dispensation that if we live through this lifetime, even as normal human beings with relationships, uh, which are going to be there, you can't deny them. Krishna says, you know, the senses, nahi kashichinamapi, you're going to be active. And you're going to be active in this body with these senses and big surprises come at every era that, oh, I got to do this now. I mean, you know, 
I've been through youth. I was there. I saw it. I've been through middle age. I saw that. Indra Swami was over at our house and he said, 65. No, what did he say? 60, the youth of old age. <laughs> in the youth of old age. So, you know, Krishna mentions this in the Gita. You're going to go through it, all these different aspects. And there's a lot of moving parts when you go through each one of these periods of your life. So you have to take, uh, you know, the perspective and put it into action uh, and integrate it into the various inevitable ways in which you have to interact with the world. And that's the, uh, that's the recommendation. And so, uh, yeah, and then, you know, we also have to develop compassion. And uh, the best kind of compassion or com compassion in general comes about through, through um, um, as Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, uh, em empathizing, empathy. In fact, he says the yogis who empathize with people who are overwhelmed by the material world are the best. Atmao pam yena sarvatra samam pashiti orjuna sukham va yadivadukam sa yogi paramomata. He said, bah, here's the best yogi. Krishna saying, best yogi, atmao pam yena sarvatra. A person who empathizes with people, understanding that... Uh, they're souls, super souls there with them, but they're really overwhelmed by happiness and distress in the material world. And they know, they under, they empathize because they know how hard it is to be Krishna conscious in the material world. And so they, they have that empathy. Yeah, your point's well taken. And it, it we have to take these uh, examples, sentiments, uh, observations that, that, we're getting through our practice and apply them. And also at the same time, part of seeing the super soul in everyone is having empathy for others as well. Yes, they're overwhelmed uh, and they're acting like hogs, dogs, camels, and asses. But so am I, because uh, I'm the biggest donkey around is the mood of, the, of a devotee. So uh, he feels feels uh, sorry enough to help other people. Otherwise, you know, Prabhupada said, you know, you announce the world and then you get envious of other people and you think, oh, what did I, I gave it up. I wish I had a house like that. <laughs> you know, I mean, the material world is very sticky. So best to become uh, always genuinely sincerely engaged in in service to the best of one's capacity in whatever situation one's in in whatever era one's in in one's life okay anything else i'm going back to the board shrisha says Mataji says, how can we understand that Krishna is accepting our service as sometimes 
while we are serving, there's so much disturbance we face from other people and even from people who are practicing Christian consciousness. Welcome to the world. Um, well, you have to find you have to find your your niche in Christian consciousness. Just because you're in a big, huge movement, you're on a big boat going back to Godhead, doesn't mean there aren't people on the boat that are going to give you some grief. Get used to it. So the best uh, process is to find your people. Also, don't disparage others. Just uh, learn how to uh, work around it. Um, what do I mean by your own people? Swajatiya, Lord Chaitanya said, find like-minded devotees who are more advanced than oneself and associate with them. We should also be forgiving um, at the same time. But if you have a place, if you have your mentors that you can relate to, they can relate to you. And you have your situation with those who are like-minded, then that's really good. And one God brother I once asked, you know, who I startled him by asking, who's your best friend in Krishna consciousness? And it really threw him for a loop. He didn't have an answer. In fact, he called me, you know, a couple of weeks later and said, you know, you really threw me by that question. And it, it uh, if you can find a friend in Krishna consciousness, you're really lucky. And if you can find a guide in Krishna consciousness who, you know, you feel that, uh, yeah, I hear the vibration, I get inspired, I watch the example, I get inspired, you know, find find the help that you need. It's out there, it's always there. You just have to be inventive and find it. It's not just because uh, you're in a movement, you're in an association. Yes, it's good. And you have touch points everywhere if you know how to take advantage of them also. And so much of it is how we move in the world as well. And you know, Srila Bhaktisiddhanta emphasizes so much if we find faults in others or their reactions to us, you know, we should also examine ourselves. How are we dealing with them? I mean, you know, from being in the Grahasta ashram, your mate is your mirror. So take it that if, uh, you know, how am I dealing with others, how, how they're dealing with me is partly the way I'm thinking and interacting. But really do find uh, find your niche. And, and when you have that, then you have a way to process everything and you'll feel encouraged. And we have uh, Sue Gopi, Somya, Devidasi says, Krishna says, whatever you do, do it as an offering. To me, does it extend beyond devotional service to also include karmic activities for sustenance? Example, employee employment if so how might we center a seemingly non-devotional activity on krishna oh here's how you do it if you're doing <laughs> yes it does extend that in fact that verse specifically is for those who are starting off and they don't uh have the impetus to to do um pure devotional service so krishna says start wherever you are you'll find more details to that instruction in the 12th chapter of the bhagavad-gita where Krishna starts off at the pinnacle and he says, just pour your heart out to me and, and be absorbed in pure devotional service. Then he says, if you can't do that, which is a very auspicious uh, situation to be in, 
he said, then follow the rules and regulations of devotional service, this vaiti, you just be smart, use your intelligence, evam buddhi parambudva, and from, from your intelligence, follow the scripture, have faith, develop faith in scripture, well-reasoned faith in scripture and in guru, and follow the instructions. And from that, he said, then you'll come to the perfect stage. He said, if you can't start there, then start by giving to the devotees. You live on the outside, you do your thing, but you give to help Krishna consciousness. He said, okay, you can't do that because what if you're what if you're in a situation where your your donations are being monitored or <laughs> your energies and you just can't do it? So then he said, just be charitable. Give somewhere. Go do a little volunteer work, something, in order to get that flow going because that, that'll start you off. And then he gives several other alternatives after that if you can't do that. So there's always a starting point. And by giving, you grow. And if you give to Krishna, then you feel full satisfaction. And Krishna knows your intention. We know from Bali Maharaj, right? That he had the intention within his heart to surrender to Vaman. Uh, but he couldn't at the time because he was wrapped up in this yagya with all these politicians around him. And he just, he couldn't do the right thing. But in his heart, he wanted to. And Lord Vaman knew it because he knows our heart. So if you find yourself in a far-flung place, pray to Krishna and tell him, why, I really want to surrender it to you, but I just don't know how. And, it, and you know, it's really difficult right now. And he'll make the arrangement. That's where the whole Krishna conscious movement starts. You know, that's how our journey in Krishna consciousness starts with a sincere plea to Krishna, please show me the way. Please help me, engage me. And if we lean into the chanting, then it'll be tasty, actually. If we feel that, Lord Chaitanya said, when we chant, Trinata Pisunichena, and we're feeling like, I just want to serve. I'm so fallen. I, you know, I'm, I'm caught up in this whole morass in the material world. Help me, help me, help me, please. Let me serve you, Krishna. And you just say it over and over again. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. That kind of chanting, you're not looking at your counter beads and thinking like, when's this going to be over? You're thinking, you know, Krishna, I, let me keep going, you know? And so if we practice like that, simply but very sincerely, Krishna will help us. And Nitya Tarangani. So many great souls on tonight. Okay, let's see. One point that really st struck me today is when you said that just try to serve Krishna and he will take care of you. How do I know if I'm satisfying Krishna with my not-so-perfect attempts to serve him. Well, one thing is remembering what Krishna is saying. I mean, try to imbibe the kind of things he says throughout the Shastra about how how kind he is. Uh, let me read you that purport, okay? Can you wait one second? We'll just take a second.
you know, there's a verse that this is actually a commentary, not to what I'm about to read you, but there's a commentary in the Bhagavatam in the 11th canto. And it's, it's a commentary to this verse, Naivo payam chapachitim kavayastavesha brahma yusha pikritam riddha mudas maranta yontar bahish tanubritam. Oh. Okay. Naivo payam chapachitim kavayastavesha. Brahma yushapi kritam rida mudas maranta yontarba his tanubritam ashuban vadunvan acharya chaitra vapusha svakatim vyanaktiya. Too bad I finished it before you put it up. Okay, so in the commentary to this verse, uh, you could take it back. Jiva Goswami, thank you, by the way. I think that's very uh, beautiful the way you do that. Uh, Jiva Goswami says the devotee appreciating Krishna's words in the Bhagavad Gita, Sarvadharma Purija, just take that one verse all the way back to Godhead. Just take that one verse. Jiva Goswami says the devotee remembers it over and over and over again that Krishna said this. And he and he says he's uh, Krishna is so dear to the devotee for saving him. He feels so grateful for saving him and just saying those words that I'll save you that he says he's more dear to uh, Krishna is more dear to the devotee than uh, millions of his own lives. It, so, you know, we can develop this appreciation that just understand this one thing. And Prabhupada says this in a, in a talk he gives, he says, so he says, if a man comes <laughs> and says, I'll take care of all your affairs, no problem. Then, I mean, that sounds very pleasant, but then you'll think like, nobody can do that. And, and what's the catch? There's something wrong with this thing and it's not gonna work, right? I mean, you know, you're gonna get a vaccine. We'll fix the whole thing is like, yeah, I don't know. You know, is it gonna work? Uh, something else is gonna happen. I mean, there's always a catch in the material world. So you pull one side and the other side comes out. So when Krishna says it, Prabhupada says, then you then he's the supreme personality of Godhead. You can believe it. Put your put all your energy on that. That yes, he's all powerful. He's all merciful. And if if you don't know that, then understand through hearing the Bhagavatam and the Gita how it's true. It's well reasoned faith. It's not some fake out. There is a source to everything, and it's intelligent. And if you study Bhagavatam, you can understand that Shukadeva Goswami is presenting, he's benevolent. This is how he starts off the Brikshit Marge. Understand his benevolence. Look at the universe, see how it works. See, see how you're interacting. You're unnecessarily flailing here in, in this world. So if you cultivate this understanding that Krishna is all kind, he's benevolent, and he says it himself, that was one of the three points I brought up at the beginning. Suridam Sarvabhutanam, best friend of everybody. Man, what a change in your countenance that will create uh, by understanding that. And here's the verse. <clears throat> this is a This is uh, very heart-rending. So if you're on the edge and you can't handle this deep sentiment that comes out in this verse, I recommend, you know, 
go have a sandwich. No, no, it's a Kadashi. Uh, go have a little Charnamrita and come back. Bali Maharaj said, what a wonderful effect there is in even attempting to offer respectful obeisances to you. I merely endeavored to offer you obeisances, but nonetheless, the attempt was as successful as those of pure devotees. The causeless mercy you have shown me, a fallen demon, was never achieved, even by the demigods or the leaders of the various planets. Purport. When Vaman Dev appeared before Bali Maharaj, Bali Maharaj immediately wanted to offer him respectful obeisances, but he was unable to do so because of the presence of Shukracharya and other demoniac associates. The Lord is so merciful, however, that although Bali Maharaj did not actually offer obeisances, but only endeavored to do so within his mind, the Supreme Personality of God had blessed him with more mercy than even the demigods could ever expect. As confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 240, even a little advancement on this path can protect one from the most dangerous type of fear. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is known as Bhava Grahi Janardana because he takes only the essence of a devotee's attitude. If a devotee sincerely surrenders, the Lord as the super soul in everyone's heart immediately understands this. Thus, even though externally a devotee may not render full service, if he is internally sincere and serious, the Lord welcomes his service nonetheless. Thus the Lord is known as Bhava Grahi Janardhan because he takes the essence of one's devotional mentality. By Kuntanayaka Prabhu, what is your, we're all waiting to hear. What, what was, uh, the devotees are feeling about hearing this. It was really, really encouraging, Maharaj, that actually, um, Usually we look for uh, low investment and high returns in this uh, material world. This is the ultimate example that uh, with just a very small investment, you are assured of such a wonderful returns. So yeah, it's wonderful, Maharaj. Thank yes. you. The best, you got the best ROI in town. <laughs> Thank you very much. Good to see you. Okay, so um, I think we came to the end. Okay, Namrata has a question. Could you please speak about the relationship between the subtle body and the soul? Why is it important to purify the mind if the mind is actually separate from the soul or consciousness? Yes, the soul becomes absorbed in seeing uh, its own reflection in the mind. After all, the mind is inanimate. It's it's just uh, material energy. It's part of the Mahatattva. The ingredients that are in your body are part of the material world. And so it's no more animated than uh, the, the rest of earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence, and ego. Those are subtle energies. They're not spiritual. Why does it look alive? because you are reflected in it. 
your uh, effulgence is there. And therefore it looks alive, but I'm mistaking looking in the mind, which is a reflective surface and seeing the, imp the, the impressions there, which are like the mind picks up from the senses input that comes from the outside world and it takes a photograph just like on your smartphone you put it up you open the lens you, you take a snap it goes in it's in the cloud it's in there somewhere right you may forget about it but it's still in there so the mind uh, it has been filling up with these since a time immemorial in the material world this is how krishna describes in the Gita, how we're moving from one body to the next by the force of the mind. And even in this life, not just at the time of death, I'm being pushed by my previous impressions. That's called karma. Karma takes place in the mind, actually, because I think I'm making an independent decision, but actually I'm, I'm it's like, I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. It's like, you're a soul. You have nothing to do with all these things. You actually are being compelled because of, you know, you're listening to a particular station. That's why you think like that. So everyone's tuned in to a particular sound vibration and there's mixtures of that. And those impressions are there within the mind. And so we, the, and the mind gets animated by ourselves. So it's kind of ironic in a sense. And so then the process uh, uh, Hamsa Avatar describes in the 11th canto of the Bhagavatam, you can't really detach the mind from the world, but you can detach yourself from your mind because the mind's part of the world. It's already connected. He says it, it's, it's uh, the, the sense objects are embedded in the mind and the mind's embedded in the sense objects. It's, there's this uh, umbilical cord there but you can come to see uh, the difference between yourself and your mind. And you can also purify the mind. The mind, Krishna says this in the Gita, the mind can become the best friend. And how does that done? Replacing the samskars. And that's what we do in Krishna consciousness. We do everything that a materialist does, only we do it better. Because we have... Like, for instance, people use, I don't know, Chanel number no. five or whatever they sell at the duty-free shops for thousands of dollars for this stuff, which, by the way, has urine in it. Uh, you know, uh, they make these with all kinds of stuff. And, and the, you know, but we offer the best sense to Krishna. Uh, you know, sandalwood, a guru. You know, if you grind sandalwood, pure sandalwood with a little saffron, and a little bit of uh, rose water, pure rose water and camphor, real camphor, not the fake stuff, edible camphor. You grind that up and you, you offer it to your deity. You're going to go to heaven in two seconds by smelling that. You know, that's a samskar. It leaves in your brain and you go like, Krishna, smell. He's there. Punyo ganda prativyam cha. So we, 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 um, we replace these impressions that were already there, uh, collected from the modes of material nature. Purusha prakritistohi punkte prakriti jangunan karanam gunasangosya causes us to have these uh, karmic reactions in the mind. We replace them with the Krishna samskars. And 
And when we have those sufficient amount, Chetu Darpadamarjanam, the mind becomes cleansed. And the, when it's cleansed, actually, we're able to see Krishna directly within the mind. It beca- that's the real purpose of the mind is see Krishna directly. As you know from the Brahma Samhita, says, Premanjana Chudita Bhakti Vilochanena. And from the Bhagavatam, Sattvam Vishuram Vasudeva Shabditam Yet Iyate Tatra Puman Apavrita. As soon as the mind becomes cleansed, then you're able to see Krishna. Uh, clearly, the super soul is already there. So, um, yeah, we have this relationship with the mind, and we can, uh, yoga means to purify the mind and bring it to that state. So, therefore, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, manmana bhavamat bhakto, think of me. And the best way to do that is chant Hare Krishna. It comes all the way back to that. Practice hearing about Krishna and practice chanting about uh, chant, chanting Krishna's names, and the mind will be cleansed. Cheto darpadamarjanam. Bhava maha davagni nevapanam. How does the forest fire of material life goes out? Because the mind becomes pure. Cheto darpadamarjanam. Shreya kayarava, all auspiciousness awakens in our life. Kayarava chandri kavitaranam vidya vidu. We get knowledge. Vasudeva, Vasudeva bhagavati bhakti yoga prayojita janaya yashivairagyam gyanam chayyarahaitukam. When you're directly in touch with Krishna, knowledge detachment come. Vidya vidu jivanam. Anandam buddhivardhanam, snapanam, we get cleansed. Param vijayate, Sri Krishna Sankirtana. And the jiva can actually have become a real hero in this world by, by doing that process. And uh, become the real heroic thing is to become free from the oppression of the mind and come back to Krishna, even in this lifetime. Well, I went way over time. I'm very sorry. But it's been uh, an ecstatic day, hasn't it? Because as the world rages on, we just go on with our thing. We don't. We don't care. Uh, you know, whatever kind of thing episode is going on in the world, you know, we know where to go. We just keep doing hearing and chanting. And I, I just watched Prabhupada. He went through all these different things. Look at his life. He went through. Uh, the 1920 pandemic. Hey, you know where the roaring 20s come from? Did you ever hear the anybody study history and know about the roaring 20s? It was a very licentious, very active uh, time, a great, ever think about where it came from? I just heard from an anthropologist. It's because of the 1919 pandemic. And after it was over, everyone went crazy. (laughs) And just, you know, they're, yay, we're free, you know. But then it was followed by World War I, World War II. All the wars came and, you know, the beat goes on here in the material world. So this is the right thing. The right thing is to remember Krishna and follow the acharyas and get yourself educated you know, be clear, what is the Siddhanta, why Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God, why it makes much more sense. There's intricate philosophy that will satisfy the intelligence and that will, that can carry us over until we have a taste. And once you have a taste, you become a Mahatma. And as a Mahatma, then you're happy and you can make other people happy too. And that's the purpose of the Krishna Conscious Movement. 
Gaur Premanande Hari Bol. Hare Krishna. Okay, so it's almost midnight, practically. It's very late. There was we left a lot of extra verses on the field today we didn't get to, but we'll continue at another time. Can everyone please unmute and say Hare Krishna? Hare Hare Krishna. 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 Hare